Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me and giving me a little bit of your time, as always. I know y'all have other things you could be doing, so I'm grateful that y'all spend some time here with me. Hopefully it gets you through a little part of your day, dishes or laundry or changing diapers, vacuuming, driving to or from work, getting ready for work, conference period, lunch, whatever it is. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, tell people about it. I'm incredibly grateful for that. Thank you so much for those of y'all that continue to support the podcast financially over on Patreon and get the extra podcast or two each week. Thank you very much as well. I've gotten a pretty good chunk of rain over the last few days, which we needed. Although you can't get into the garden right now, or you will just sink into the mud and disappear, I think. And... The tanks are full, which is always a positive. The little pup came running for the first time recently. I don't know any of y'all that follow the reels over on Instagram when we're out running, but she decided that every single puddle on the road was something that she needed to jump in, splash in, and investigate. So it was quite entertaining. She was not real thrilled with the cattle in the pasture. She wanted to growl and bark at them, but then she wanted to hide next to me or the three-legged wolf, which I wasn't real sure how that was going to end. I thought the cattle might get their anger with her confused with me, but... Thankfully not. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast, the people that listen to it and share it. Thank you for the time that you're giving us to try and turn this nation around. Thank you for all the many blessings, the bounty which you have bestowed upon us as a nation. Forgive us our sins, Lord, our individual sins, our greed, our pride, our arrogance, our cowardice and our unbelief. And forgive us our national sins our support of or indifference to our lukewarm attitude toward you and toward evils which have run rampant for decades. Guide our steps, help us to seek you first each day, to love you with all that we are, to love our neighbors as ourselves. Help us to help those that have less than we do and to guide our country back to you. Watch over our leaders from the president and vice president to 
senators and representatives making decisions, governors, judges, and those in our military, law enforcement, be with those on the border, be with those families that are still hurting and will be for some time in Tennessee and Arkansas, Mississippi and places in between. Guide my words, please, Father, and help us to do your will. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So I'm going to come back. I know we talked about this, uh, but I'm going to come back to the Patrick Henry quote just because it's uh, these two quotes are so phenomenal. I won't spend a lot of time on them today. We have other quotes to look at. But uh, This brought on the war, which finally separated the two countries and gave independence to ours. Whether this will prove a blessing or a curse, will depend upon the use our people make of the blessings which a gracious God hath bestowed on us. If they are wise, they will be great and happy. If they are of a contrary character, they will be miserable. We seem pretty miserable today, folks. We are miserable, even if we don't know it. We're doing everything we can. All of this that you see from LGBTQ to feminism to uh, just you can pick any of those core values of the left, you know. In some sense, whether it's a large or small percentage of the whole reason, in some sense, each one of those is us trying to make ourselves happy because we've we've created this vacuum. We've rejected God. We've rejected truth. We've rejected His principles. And so we are miserable, even if we refuse to acknowledge it. And, and there's a lot of people out there that would. I'll probably get some comments online uh, for this line of thinking at some point. Uh, but we really are. Anytime you, and, and you, you know, those of y'all that are honest, you know this. Anytime you try and lie to yourself, it never turns out well. You know, it's like the people that uh, say, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Well, there's pretty good chance you're probably not because if you were you wouldn't have to say it so forcefully and so often that's one of the I heard a commentary recently by a lady that does some videos for PragerU and she was talking about that with feminists and that's absolutely true and you've got scientific studies we've talked about a couple of them on this podcast last year uh, where women's happiness has really declined with feminism over the last several decades but you hear them saying today, oh, I'm so happy, so happy. And I don't have a husband. I don't have kids. I'm just, just me. It's all about me. And we become pretty miserable creatures when everything becomes about us. Righteousness alone can exalt them as a nation. Reader, whoever thou art, remember this. And in thy sphere, practice virtue thyself and encourage it in others. This is so huge, folks. I used to end most of the podcast talking about this. Maybe I need to go back to it, but whatever you're, you you have a sphere, folks. It doesn't matter whether you're uh, married with 10 kids or single or a grandparent or a parent or a child, uh, whether you're a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or a, a janitor at McDonald's or a garbage man or a a truck driver, a carpenter, a plumber, 
Uh, it doesn't matter. Electrician. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter, folks. You have a sphere of influence. Um, it's one of the reasons that I will, I will add this little caveat. It's one of the reasons that parenthood, both fathers and mothers are so vitally important. So, so much more important. And that's one of the reasons the left, we're going to go back, I think pretty soon and talk about Dewey again, uh, because it's so vital. And you see a lot of these school choice. If you noticed in the news, the school choice bill failed in the house of representatives in Texas, last week, although we've had four states across the union just this year alone that have passed universal school choice. And when you really kind of dig down into the the vote in Texas and compare it historically with, because there's been some previous votes in the past five to six or seven years, uh, this one's a lot closer than it looks at face value. It's, uh, and it shows a shifting uh, tide uh, change coming. But Whatever the sphere is, you know, we have to practice virtue. That's the Marine Corps always. My parents hammered it into me too. lead by example. You can't force people to follow you, but you can lead by example. You can give them an example, whether it's your, if you're a husband, if it's your wife, right? Or even if, if your husband's not a believer, like the New Testament talks about as a wife, you can set an example for them to look at. Uh, your children, both. And... So Patrick Henry, what he's saying here is is biblical for sure. You know, we have this example, set it, encourage virtue in others. Uh, down the street at the gas station or the grocery store or the bank or whatever it is that you're doing, use that sphere of influence and talk to people about stuff that's going on as much as you're able. Talk to them about what's going on in the nation, and, and but just lead by example always. This next quote, I really ought to read every single podcast. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. For this very reason, people of other faiths have been afforded asylum, prosperity, and freedom of worship here. That's such a valid, so, so important, folks, that, that point, because the whole reason America works is because of Jesus Christ, our relationship with him. And and we've rejected that, and that's why it's failing. And, and our founders never, the First Amendment was not written to try and pretend that all religions were equal. They're not. Uh, our founders didn't even begin remotely to make that claim. And in fact, we've read just a, a chief, not chief, but justice, Joseph Story's commentary that if, if the population as a whole, not just a small part, not just the main founding fathers and mothers, but if the population as a whole would have ever dreamed that ratifying the constitution, particularly the first amendment would have lowered Christianity to other false religions, they would have rejected it. They wouldn't have passed it. And, and so this idea that we're not a Christian nation, it's just wholly false. And so Patrick Henry here, he's saying, you know, and, and that's why people can come here from all different religions. So uh, maybe I'll start to read that more frequently. It, it's just so important. I'm going to skip over to Benjamin Rush now. 
who we talk about pretty often, uh, signer of the Declaration of Independence. He wrote this in a letter to Thomas Jefferson. I have always considered Christianity as the strong ground of republicanism. The spirit is opposed not only to the splendor, but even to the very forms of monarchy. And many of its precepts have for their objects republican liberty and equality, as well as simplicity, integrity, and economy in government. It is only necessary for republicanism to ally itself to the Christian religion, to overturn all the corrupted political and religious institutions in the world. And when he's talking about republicanism here, he's he's talking about uh, as a form of government, not the Democrat or Republican parties, because obviously those didn't exist at this point when he was speaking. Real uh, a side note, the two sources I'm using today are this one just came from the Americans Patri- American Patriots Bible, who was edited by Dr. Richard G. Lee. And the other is America's God and Country Encyclopedia of Quotes, Quotations, which was uh, written by William J. Federer. Both phenomenal resources. I uh, use them frequently throughout the year, uh, year in and year out as well as the Founders Bible, which was produced by the Wall Builders Association company, whatever you want to call it. And I cannot highly recommend enough a hard copy of each of these books in your household, at least one. They, they without doubt, should be required textbooks, the main textbooks in schools and every school across the nation, publicly funded school. And so this quote, you know, Rush is saying, if you really want liberty and equality, as well as simplicity, integrity, and economy in government, you have to have republicanism tied to Christianity. Because it's it's the foundation, it's, he says, the strong ground of republicanism. And, and that's why you see the left attack Christianity so violently today, right? You can really be pretty much any faith you want today except for Christianity. You can have no faith. You can be Muslim. You can be Hindu. You can be Buddhist. You can be, uh, you know, a, a servant of Mother Nature or whatever you want to call it, environmentalism. All of these things are fine. And as long as you just talk about God generically, that's really fine too, kind of encouraged almost. Uh, But if you really start to talk about the one true God, which is God, the Father of Jesus Christ, and you start to talk about Jesus Christ, then that no longer becomes acceptable. It hasn't been acceptable in schools for decades, except in very limited settings where people are lucky enough to still have a community that supports that. Uh, And those are fading rapidly, right? Which is why you see that's really the underlying driver with the school choice, whether people acknowledge it or not. The driver is we have good and evil. And evil has been pushed into our schools for decades now. Uh, And people are scared. They don't know what to do, but they know that's not going to work. And, of course, this ties into feminism and two-income households and the roles and responsibilities of men and women and just parents in general. But the bottom line is the left knows that a republic, which they don't support, they never support a republic, 
it's some form of government that leads to totalitarianism always it's because it's socialism communism nazism fascism you know and leftism i always throw those all together those of y'all that have listened to the podcast know that so they know like benjamin rush was saying to thomas jefferson they know this link between republicanism and christianity exists and that the only sure ground as benjamin rush said foundation is christianity and so they, they, they want to undermine that, and they've been doing this for a century. Again, Dewey talked about this, and we'll go back to that. They told us exactly what they wanted to do. They want to separate children from parents and from God. And so when they can do that, then they've succeeded. And that's why education and culture are so vitally important. This war uh, today is so vitally important to, to try and keep it from becoming a hot war, although it's already a cold war. And so we're going to read one more quote here uh, that we've read multiple times, and it's going to kind of lead into next podcast. This is by Robert Winthrop, who was a uh, Speaker of the House from 1847 to 1849. The voice of experience and the voice of our own reason speak but one language. Both united in teaching us that men may as well build their houses upon the sand and expect to see them stand when the rains fall and the winds blow and the floods come as to found free institutions upon any other basis than that of morality and virtue, of which the word of God is the only authoritative rule and the only adequate sanction. All societies of men must be governed in some way or another. The less they have of stringent state government, the more they must have of individual self-government. The less they rely on public law or physical force, the more they must rely on private moral restraint. Men, in a word, must necessarily be controlled either by a power within them or a power without them, either by the word of God or by the strong arm of man, either by the Bible or by the bayonet. It may do for other countries and other governments to talk about the state supporting religion. Here, under our own free institutions, it is religion which must support the state. And so we'll talk about that last sentence. That'll kind of, we'll lead in with that next podcast. But the bottom line is individually and as a nation, if we don't follow those principles of Christ, the country's going to fall apart. The left knows that. They've been taking advantage of that for decades. And, and that really is, that's the crux of the whole matter. Either we choose God and the principles of Christ. And as Winthrop says here, private moral restraint, individual self-government, the ability to control ourselves by following those principles of Christ, or we're going to be controlled by the state. We're going to be controlled by more and more totalitarian government. 
So we'll talk some more uh, next time about the state and religion and that relationship there. Because that really is, everything goes back to, sadly, that very evil, immoral, absolutely unconstitutional decision about separation of church and state from the, the 40s or that mentality. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.